I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into the nightmares. There it is! Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags, R.J. Clifford and Juan Soto. Yeah, it is another episode of the Autumn Windbags. R.J. Clifford, Juan Soto, let's have some fun today. First show of the offseason. Officially. The offseason. The Las Feels Vegas weird. Show. Episode 225. All offseason discussion from now until late August. Uh, it does feel weird, um, but also exciting. Like, when was the last time there was a boring Raiders offseason? You know? Never. Never. It just doesn't happen. And it's going to be a wild ride this offseason. It's like when it's an eight and nine year, sometimes it gets, you know, and, and it was a wild year, right? With Chandler Jones and. Josh McDaniels getting fired, Dave Ziegler getting fired, the rise of Antonio Pierce, the 180 of the defense. Like it was a wild year, but this is poised to be an extra wild offseason with head coaching search, GM search, offensive coordinator, needing a quarterback. Who knows what Mark Davis is going to do? Every year we have a player go AWOL. Which one's it going to be? That should be one of our questions of the day. Which player on the Raiders roster is going to lose his mind this season? Because every year a player loses his mind. Who it is. Oh man, I think I don't want it to be, but I think Jack Jones is a good candidate. Yeah, there you go. He's already like he's already he's already got history, you know. He's already got history. Uh, question of the day: Because the season is over, it is time to reflect. It is a moment to look back. We're looking in the rearview mirror. Normally, we're looking through the windshield, looking to the future. Looking What's ahead future. of us? But. It's the, it's the you know the first show of the off season. Let's look in the rearview mirror. Let's take a look back, reflect, and learn if we can about what the season was like. What letter grade do you give the Raiders for the twenty twenty three season? A B C D F Soto. Would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. You go first. Okay. I'm gonna say, and it's a boring answer. I'm gonna say C plus. Um. So we didn't make the playoffs. Had a losing record. It's really hard to give any, you know, it's really hard to give a high grade when that's really all that matters. Lots of wins advance into the postseason. That's the, that's the biggest thing. And we didn't accomplish that. But what do I always say? Soto, it's not where you are. It's where you've been and where you're going. And there's a lot of reason for optimism for that. Uh, Just firing Josh McDaniels is a giant W for this team. The rise of Antonio Pierce is big for this team. the defense and what it was able to do is all trending in the right direction. Salary cap, pretty good situation. All Basically, all of our draft capital, more or less. And also, um, there's two things that, that matter when it comes to the Raiders. Um, context is important. Eight wins, sadly, Soto, is tied for the third most wins we've had in a season since we went to the Super Bowl 20 years ago expectations move around, right? Like how stoked are we that we had the ninth best points per game defense in the NFL? If we were the Ravens or the Patriots or like the Steelers, that'd be a letdown. But after 20 years of terrible defense, it's a reason for optimism because we're heading in the right direction, right? What direction are we going in? I say C plus. Yeah. Um, 
So there are a couple of ways you want to look at it, right? You can look at it from just just in a in, in a vacuum, just this season by itself, nothing else, right? Yep. You can look at where we were as to going through where we are now and where it looks to be trending in the future. If you look at it from that perspective, I can see us getting a solid B. Yep. Because I think we're set up to going forward. We're set up to have uh, to be to be that team that we were you know, in the past where we're a perennial playoff team, uh, you know, battling for the conference championship and, uh, you know, hopefully battling for some champion from some Super Bowls. Um, you, we, we talked about when we were talking about getting a quarterback, right? We're moving on this and that. We talked about what would be the prime thing to do, the prime um, situation for a young quarterback a strong defense and weapons on offense. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we have. So that's what we've shown that we have. So we have the shell to bring in the quarterback that we need. Um, if I think that the Josh McDaniels era was needed to kind of get that fresh start and to be able to catapult us. Cause look, a couple of years after Joshua Daniels was gone from the Broncos, they went to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's just kind of like his thing, you know, or he just like, he, he just like, you, you have to, you have to like, uh, uh, burn down the forest. So it, 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 so you don't, so to prevent forest fires, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you have, have to, to get syphilis to appreciate a good dick that you have. I don't know about that. See, yeah. now you're just trying to like make it. Silly. I'm, just, I'm putting it in terms. I think you're trying to say so. No, no, no. I'm no, saying no, what you're no, thinking. No, 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 yeah. no. Not at all. No, that can read your mind. Years of doing the show together, so not what I'm trying to say at all. What I'm what I'm trying to say. It 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 took someone with the mentality and the ego of Josh McDaniels to finally cut the cord and move on from a previous situation that will allow us to go further in the future. Mm -hmm. And I wholly wholeheartedly believe that. Uh, that is a hot, hot take um, that I will let everyone kind of ruminate on. Question of the day. What grade do you give the Raiders this season? Let us know in the comment section. Dying to know. Uh, I already made a quick little um, poll as well. 63% say C. Uh, only 2% say A. Only 3% say F. 23% say B. 63C. 10% D. Uh, I think it's still, and it's it shouldn't be this way, but it is this way. If we would have lost to the Broncos, I guarantee you, these these grades would plummet. There'd be a whole lot of D's. There'd be some more F's, way less B's and C's. Um, when I was fighting, whenever I I was coming off of a win in my career, I'm like, I'm the best fighter in the world. I'm going to be UFC champion one day. There's nothing that can, no one that can touch me. I'm the king. If I was coming off of a loss, I'm the worst fighter ever. Why am Why I am even I doing this? this? <laughs> What's the point of this anymore? I suck. I'm never going to be good. And uh, and I think that's true here. Uh, I think coming off of a win into the offseason is going to add way more optimism and positivity than it deserves. But optimism and positivity aren't bound by rules. You can have it for any reason. Uh, so that's the question of the day. Let us know. So obviously, uh, head coach is priority one for the Raiders. Who the hell is going to be the captain of this ship? 
And it got me thinking, is the Raiders head coaching position attractive? There's only 32 jobs in the NFL for a head coach. So a lot of people want them. But when you're trying to get the best of the best, if you're trying to get the very best coach, you want to have a really great job. You want it to be a place where people want to land. Um, there are currently seven head coaching positions available. Raiders, Panthers, Titans, Seahawks, Falcons, Chargers, Commanders. Patriots probably, we're still going, but as of right, you know, January 10th, 8.41 p.m. West Coast time, there are seven. Uh, I went to actionnetwork.com. I just Googled this, and this guy, Brandon Anderson, had this article ranking the seven available positions. All right. Worst to first. You know who got worst? Raiders. Raiders. Hmm. Now, I was prepared to hear a logical conversation and some data points to be like, wow, I didn't think it was that bad, but let's hear what he had to say. And this guy's full of shit. Um, a couple of things that he said. The Raiders have one of the worst quarterback situations in the league. That's kind of true. There's some truth to that. Jimmy Garoppolo never gonna be the answer. Little reason to think Aiden O'Connell is anything at this point. Las Vegas Raiders pick 13th in the draft, too low to get a top quarterback, which is true. Which been striking distance, but you're not going to probably get a top quarterback there. Although, if you believe in J.J. McCarthy or maybe Jaden Daniels falls, I mean, there's, you know, Bo Nix, like these guys. Like, What has J.J. McCarthy shown you to show you that he can be an NFL quarterback? He throws 12 times a game. I mean, that's an exaggeration, but. He threw 13 times in the national championship game. Yeah. Well, it's because Washington proved they can't stop the run. I'm, I'm, you know, there's some truth to that. Like, look, I'm, I'm just saying there are a lot of scouts and experts that are like, yeah, you know, JJ McCarthy, I think he's got a future. And there's 32 scouting departments, right? Are there going to be a few of them that think he is? I don't know. We don't even know who our GM is. Maybe he's, you know, maybe he's going to like him. My point being, there's two massively great quarterbacks. There's probably at least two more first rounders and maybe, maybe five first rounders. At quarterback. Um, so to say we're not within striking distance of a good one, who knows? Uh, he also said, <clears throat> what talent does this roster have that will matter to the Raiders? Devontae Adams is 31, still in his prime. Josh Jacobs is 26, in his prime. Max Crosby, obviously fantastic. Um, there isn't much else, according to this guy. The roster is barren without answers. But it's producing. The defense was fantastic, despite the lack of stars and giant names. And then he starts getting weird. Um, also, don't forget the competition division. Andy Reid won't be around forever, but Patrick Holmes will be. Justin Herbert will figure out how to win. One of these years, the Broncos are a bit of a mess, but found some solutions this year and are pretty much always competitive. The Raiders are the fourth team in this division and have been for a while. We got second in the AFC West. We have made the Broncos our bitch for four straight seasons, and we keep splitting with the Chargers because they always find a way to fall apart. I will say that we're going against... Some pretty hated coaches, right? Depending on who the Chargers get. But to say we're the least attractive head coaching vacancy in football, what say you, Soto? Are we are we worse than the Panthers, Titans, Seahawks, Falcons, Chargers, Commanders? Um, if if your if your view is you need to have you need to have the quarterback situation settled. To be an attractive look destination, then yes, because I think we have 
because of our draft position and like what he said, because of the quarterback room currently, it's mm. it's the worst position currently. And that but that's putting everything on who your quarterback is. Now, if you take a look at, you know, a, a new guy comes in, he wants to get his own quarterback. Well, the commanders have the second pick. The Falcons have what, like the fifth pick. Uh, the Seahawks, you know, Geno Smith has been doing pretty well with the, how long are you going ride, to ride with Geno Smith? Who knows? Uh, Titans got their guy in second round last year. Panthers got the guy first round. So in charge has got their guy. So uh, the Raiders quarterback position is the most up in the air. And it's mm -hmm. also the least, they're in the, the, the least position to address it. Mm -hmm. Um, so from that perspective, I can see why they he would say that. The other stuff is assuming a lot. You're assuming that the 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 head coach who comes in is gonna you know not keep Patrick Graham as defensive coordinator, who's shown he could take this group of players and get them to play at an extremely high level, right? Mm -hmm. So you're assuming a lot. You're assuming that you know. There's going to be a, a, a dramatic drop off in Devonte Adams' play coming right this next season. You're assuming a lot of things. Yeah, uh, I think I think the team is a lot better than what he's giving the Raiders credit for, but he's not wrong about the quarterback situation. Not only do they have the worst quarterback room, I think, but they have the worst quarterback, uh, the, the worst capital to address it. Uh, if, yeah, I think quarterback is there's. Certainly a, a lot of truth there. Um, we'll see what happens with the Titans quarterback room. We'll see, you know, who the commanders get Falcons. You know, those are all still wild cards, but I will say this. Um, it also depends what you're looking for as a coach. If you don't, if you're, if you if you want an owner, that's not going to meddle at all. I mean, Mark Davis will talk to you. Like he, he'll talk, but he doesn't make personnel decisions. You know, he's not phoning down to the to the sideline saying throw the ball deep like his dad. You know, Mark Davis. You're taking a, you're, you're taking a shot at Tepper, I think. I'm taking many shots. I think city matters as well. I think a lot of people like to live in Las Vegas as opposed to Seattle or D.C., right? I think that matters as well. Chargers don't even have their own stadium. Uh, you know. Meddling owners, a really sweet facility though. They do. Facility. They do. That's that's a priority for you. So he got some things wrong, but I guess I think a big thing for any coaches coming in, of course, is the most important position in all of sports, and that is who's taking the snaps. And the Raiders don't know. Raiders simply don't know who that is. Um. Also, like if you're an offensive-minded coach, you're like, great, defense is taken care of. Let me do the offense. That makes it more attractive too, depending on that element as well. So the devil's in the details. If you're painting with broad strokes, I can see a case. And I didn't think it was for a while. I was like, yeah, like all we need is a quarterback and this thing's firing. But all you need is a quarterback is, you know, a lot. all I need to be is a rich and famous and I can bang Megan Fox. Like that's all it takes. All I got to do is be rich and famous. Well, just rich. She don't care all. about famous. No, it's rich. So the giant question, um, the most sought after and talked about NFL head coaching candidate isn't even in the NFL with Jim Harbaugh. Where's Harbaugh going to land? And too often, like we keep talking about things 
in the context of has Antonio Pierce earned the job? Who are the Raiders going to get? And I think we're looking at it all in the wrong direction. I think it needs to be more, where does Harbaugh land? And then the dominoes fall. I think that's probably, I believe that's the smartest way to look at like trying to predict the future, not who do the Raiders want? What has the AP done? It's where does Harbaugh go? And then I think everything else kind of filters from there. The dominoes start to fall. So it's important to address that first. Okay. It, it feels like there's a 92% chance that he lands with either the Raiders, Chargers, or stays at the University of Michigan. Maybe it's, 90, maybe it's 93, maybe it's 91. There could be some wild cards out there. I, he wants to Overwhelmingly go to, a, a higher ch- probability chance. One of those three places than anything else. I can't, you know, him going to like the Commanders or Falcons. I don't know. It doesn't feel, doesn't feel real to me at all. Um, so what's the case for each one of them? Who has the strongest case for Jim Harbaugh? Generally, I'm of the opinion that holding serve is kind of the most obvious answer. Like him just like he just won a national title with Michigan. Um, that generally makes people think, okay, like, well, things are going well there. Maybe he'll stay there. And he's making a ton. Like I went through how he's getting paid. Base pay seven million, half a million dollar bonus for winning the Big Ten East, million dollar bonus for winning the Big Ten half a million dollar bonus for making it to the college football playoffs and another million dollar bonus for winning the national title. And I didn't even know this was a thing. Michigan is required to contribute a million dollars annually to a life insurance policy in his name. That just that for you, Matt, Bader, that's 11 million. That's a, over $11 million that he made this season. And also now that he's entering year three, Starting on Thursday, January 11th, which is probably when you're all listening to the show, his buyout drops from 225 million to just one and a half million pennies <laughs> compared to what he's making. Yeah, compared to what he's making, I, I think whatever owner is going to just front front it. I think whatever you know, if an NFL owner buys him out, he's like, "Hey, I'll pay that. <laughs> Done. Here's a check. 1.5 mm-hmm. million. There you go, Michigan. Enjoy." Here's the thing against Michigan: he's got like 25 seniors on that team. He's basically going to like completely restart next season. And you still have all the potential punishments from like that. That isn't resolved yet. That's the, the big whole thing. Science, whole sign stealing scandal. That's not resolved. That's not resolved at all. So that's pro Michigan and that's anti Michigan. What do you think? I think when you look at stuff like this, you have to look at, you have to, you know, follow, follow the trail of crumbs, but you also have to look at incentives. What 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 is some what where where does the incentives lead a person's decision? And um I think that the with Michigan winning the national championship, it it almost solidified the fact that Harbaugh is going to the NFL. If he would have lost the national championship, there would have been a, a something really big hanging in the air where he wanted to go back and win it. Now that he won it, okay. I wanted to bring Michigan back to its prominence. Okay, they're nas- they've been in the playoffs the last three years. They won a national championship. Great. I did that now. I, that chapter has been done. It's, uh, that, that, it's, uh, that volume of the assignment. That, that's what he said when he arrived. Like, what's yeah. your goal? Like, to bring Michigan to, back to prominence. And at the time, it sounded just like coach speak. Like, you're, you know, you're, you're talking to your uh, 
alumni, alumni base, like guys that contribute money. Like you want to, you know, you want to say things like that, but he did it. He and did it. It seems like, okay, so maybe mission accomplished, right? That. Yeah. Mission accomplished. So with all that being said, there's also just with the, just put the bow on that box that was closed, right? To put a bow on it, he's probably going to be suspended for a good part, if not the entire season next year, if he stays in yeah. college. So with those two things, he's in, he's incentivized to go into the NFL. Mm. He's incentivized. It's, he's not hotter. He's not a hotter prospect than just coming off a national championship. Yep. His incentive for leaving is, like you said, he's going to have – he had a, a senior – uh, heavy team. He's going to have a, almost a whole new team coming in, which can or can it, it was more of a, a, an issue in the past because of the transfer portal. But also, he has you know if he stays, he has impending uh, suspension. So why stick around for all that? Yep. So with all that put, you put all that together, it leads to leaning towards him going to the NFL. So let's say he does go to the NFL. It's probably Raiders or Chargers. Uh, Chargers have a quarterback. Raiders don't. It's a big thing for the Chargers. Cool stadium, which they don't own, but they play in it. No matter the and a better roster on paper. Um, despite the Chargers always floundering, they always have players. Like they mm -hmm. always got dudes, and they still do. A little old. Teams getting older, but they're yeah, there. I mean, they've always had talent. Their issue has always been keeping Coaching. their well, that and but keeping their high picks healthy. Mm -hmm. Their high picks are always getting hurt. Bose is always getting hurt. German James Slater's getting hurt all the time. Like these guys are always missing games. Williams get, gets getting hurt. So um, you know it's it's tough to win when your best players are are not consistently in the lineup. On paper, the roster is certainly better. Certainly more stars. Um, quarterback there very important. Well, there's two things, and I keep bringing it up, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but they're that important. The Spanoses always love to meddle. There's like kids in the family that like think they're GMs and want to meddle. That's why they keep hiring pushovers or like brand new guys like Staley, etc. Harbaugh's not going to put up with that. And two, they never pay coaches. They never pay a lot. And Harbaugh's going to want a king's ransom. So that's the four and that's against. Raiders, we kind of went over. Um, four, obviously, is the story with his wife. From Vegas, may want to go back. He has ties to the Chargers, too. He played there, but he has stronger ties, I feel, to the Raiders. Um, an owner that's not going to meddle. An owner that's willing to pay. He'll be the third He'll be the third head coach he's paying <laughs> all at one time. Mark Davis, mm. John Gruden, the buyout, and Josh McDowell's getting paid for another four years. I still, I still can't believe we had to pay John Gruden after we were forced to fire him. I can't believe. Or forced to tell him he was going to get fired if he didn't quit. Yeah. Um, a defense that's on the come up and brilliant stadium. I think Mark Davis, they keep talking about how Mark Davis wants a splashy hire. He wants uh, to make waves with the, and wants a name and, and Harbaugh is that guy, which I think will incentivize Mark Davis to go after him. So pros and cons of those three, Michigan chargers and Raiders. If you're Harbaugh, what are you looking for? Where are you going and why? Oh man, that's a hard question, man. Because I, I, it's hard for me to go against my heart on this. It's really hard for me. I, I think if I'm Harbaugh, I go to the situation that's going to allow me the opportunity to win the quickest 
and to win the most. Mm -hmm. And that opportunity for me from, a, from being objective about it is with the chargers because you have a quarterback that, I mean, we don't know what, we don't know what Harbaugh thinks about Justin Herbert. We don't know. I'm a, we're assuming that he sees Justin Herbert as a high-level quarterback that he can win with. Mm -hmm. I, and and I, I mean, I think we can be pretty certain that he has more confidence in Justin Herbert winning games than he does in Aiden O'Connell winning games. Mm -hmm. Okay, nothing against Aiden O'Connell, but just uh, just a, a, a you know volume of work, right? So from that perspective, I can see Harbaugh going in there and pretty much, you know, Telling the Spanos, like, look, I can win in this league. I can get this done. You got to stay out of my way. Mm -hmm. I need to control this entire thing and I can make it happen. I've done it before. Everywhere I've gone, I've won. I can make this happen. I've gone, you know, he won at Stanford consistently for a lot of years when no one was able to win consistently at Stanford. And he went yeah. and did it. And he's he got athletes it. that actually have to go to class and yeah. still won at Stanford. And, and um from that from that perspective, and, and you're looking at it from there. Then it's gonna be, it's it's gonna be the Chargers. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're gonna hire him to be like, if you're gonna give Jim Harbaugh the job that he wants, which is basically like a like the president, like he's he's he controls everything. He's gonna be get the the John Gruden deal, right? Mm -hmm. Th then you, it's okay to pay him that much money because you don't have to fill fill it. You don't have to get a president for the team and pay them because you already had Harbaugh. Yeah, right. Uh, you can get you could pay a GM lesser money because they're not really the GM. They're more of an assistant GM or just a uh, a player personnel scout or whatever. They're like a lead scout or something like that. So you, you don't have to pay a big time GM because you have Harbaugh for that. Like same thing like Mike Mayock. You don't have to go out and get a great GM because he's not going to be the GM. Uh, from that perspective, I can see him picking uh, the Chargers because it's a more a more ready to win now situation. If you look at the quarterback being the most integral piece. Yeah. I think all three of those spots have something to offer. I mean, this all could just be to him just trying to get as much money in Michigan as possible. And that's what I thought for sure. It was last season. Last season. I was like, he's all remember last season. All, there was all off season. It was Harbaugh, Harbaugh, Harbaugh. You again, again, you gonna fuck around again. You heard me say Harbaugh. Is what Harbaugh? Did that run with Kibble? And, and that still could be the case. This feels a lot more like he's ready to move compared to last season. Last season, I sniffed it out a mile away. Like he won, know, he just, won, and he's going to get suspended. Like, yeah, yeah, of course. Why don't I stick around for that? Yeah, like uh, like in a casino, like Joe Pesci's. I could like, yeah, they were sniffing around the house. I want to stick around for that. Like I want to stick around. The FBI is sniffing around the house. What do yeah. I do that for? I'm going to stick around for all that. Uh, so whenever Harbaugh does find a spot, his landing spot, um, then it's on to the Raiders. And for a while, we've been saying like, look, the Raiders are going to go for Mark Davis is going to go for Harbaugh. And if he doesn't, he's going to get Antonio Pierce. That's probably what's going to happen, right? One of those two guys, he's swinging for Harbaugh. He can't get, he's going AP. That's, I think you and I were both kind of like, that's sounds about right. That's probably and, the way he's going to go. And it makes sense. Cause look, a couple years ago, when we hired JMD, right? If we would have said, if we would have said instead, we got Harbaugh, we got Jesse Minter, who is a dope defensive coordinator. That freaking defense at Michigan is legit. Mm -hmm. So we get him, Jesse Minter, and Telesco to fill those three spots. We'd be freaking pumped, right? Yep. 
So I wouldn't be so like, because I want I want the AP package too. I want AP, PG, CK. I want I want those three in there because I think they can do a really good job. I think I think that I wanted to I wanted to save this for addressing the whole um, uh, making a splash thing, mm-hmm. but I guess I can do it now. Mark Davis has it backwards. He's doing it backwards now. The when 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 Al Davis hired uh, uh, John Madden, who had the same path as AP, right? John Madden was defensive coordinator at San Diego State. AP was defensive coordinator at Arizona State. Then they came the linebacker coach with the Raiders for a couple of years. And then you know they got hired as a head coach, right? People were scratching their heads. Do why are you hiring this guy? This guy's young. He's like forty. He doesn't know what he's doing. This and that, blah blah, whatever, whatever. He's, he's, he's the game's gonna be too big for him. He doesn't know what he's doing. Goes out there, and when he retires, he was the best winning percentage of any coach in the NFL history. Okay, that's the splash that you make because you make the right hire, not splashed by the name the guy you hire before he even coaches a game. Mm-hmm. So he, it's a splash because I picked this guy, I groomed this guy, and this guy's winning for me. That's the splash. That's what we can go in with the attitude. It's not let me hire a big name, and that's it's he has it backwards. You know what I'm saying? He, he's he's trying. Yeah, to I mean, well, look, like thing. obviously in hindsight, the Madden hire was brilliant, but at the time, you're like, it didn't make any sense, right? And obviously, it worked out. So it's like we got the benefit of hindsight when we're having this conversation. Like, yeah, it was a splash, but he turned into a splash seven seasons later when he was crushing everybody, right? Like. Um, I, I understand the notion splash in some contexts where it's, they're great and they have a history of winning and like, that's all you, you know, you can't predict the future, but you can go with what, what worked in the past. What I hate is this splash idea that Mark Davis and I think a lot of, and in fairness, Mark Davis has never said that, but so many people that talk to him and media members that analyzing it, they're like, Oh, splash. They're in a market like Vegas. They need attention. It's like, are you trying to look good on billboards or win football games? Like that's the part of splash 100%. that keeps creeping into the conversation. It's like, it doesn't make sense. It's the highest selling resale ticket in the NFL. And the thing like, is too, I mean, this, this fan base, you, you, you're going to get this fan base pumped up and excited by winning. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they wouldn't care if you and I were coaching this team. As long as we were winning, they, they, they can care less or they yeah. couldn't care less. It doesn't matter. And, and the splash, that I mean, that only matters like the like a a sick ass entrance in a fight mm-hmm. only matters until the freaking bell rings. Okay, yeah. like after that, it's like yeah, the pyro and like the, the song and the, and the band playing you in and all that. that all unless, unless you're Deontay Wilder and your giant robot uniform that weighs eighty pounds weighed you down and that's why you lost. Yeah, and that's the, okay. then that's a bad splash. That's why you lost. That's why he lost. Okay. Not that he doesn't know how to box. It's that he, 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 he has no defense. Robot. Uh, I would say Albert Breer is that's your boy, dude. One of the better, one of the more like sober thinkers of the sport. Like he's very, there's very few, he has very few like hot takes. Um, it's all, you know, it's all pretty much like, look, this is what I've seen. This is what I feel. And this is why. Um, so when he, when he says things that kind of make my eyebrows raise, I, uh, I pay attention in his Q and a for SI this week, he was asked in his mailbag. Most realistic GM and head coach for Raiders and why? And he says, a little hunch here. I did not predict these two names. Vrabel, Gowden. 
He said, I think the Raiders take a swing at Harbaugh, and I think if they can't land a big fish like Vrabel, Harbaugh, or Belichick, then they probably stick with Antonio Pierce. AP, who has all of the players vouched for him, all of the media has vouched for him, uh, just kind of bleeds silver and black everything that Mark Davis like wants the Raiders to be known for. Doesn't even make the podium. He's the fourth choice in this scenario, according to Albert Breer. And I do understand why like you've got you know Vrabel Harbaugh Belichick big names successful guys two of them have won championships all over the place but to say that like instead of Mark Davis saying all right I want the big splash with Harbaugh or I'm going with the guy that's already here he's saying I'll take any splash I'll take any big name out there and if that doesn't work then I guess I'll marry this my side bitch I did not see this coming well, these these guys know Mark Davis a lot more than we do. Mm-hmm. And we talked about when he made the decision to hire McDaniels and Ziegler, he just wanted to set it and forget it. All right, you guys can handle it? Okay, okay I'm, I'm out of this now, right? Yeah. Take, it, take it and go. Which is what you want with an owner. Uh, to an extent. You don't, want, you don't want a meddling owner. But also, you have to be able to identify talent. And you have to be able to know what you're looking for. When I when I used to have my business and I used to do um, like I, I used to audit p- people's businesses basically and their processes, and I would go in there and I'm like, okay, give me your traits and attributes of your of your of your top producers or the people who have, who do the best here, and you make a model. It doesn't matter what they've done in the past if they can fit these at if they have these characteristics these traits then those, those traits, more so than production in the past, because they didn't work here. They didn't have your rules. They didn't have any More so than the production in the past is these traits. If mm-hmm. they show these traits, these traits are more transferable than being successful somewhere else. Yeah. And that's what you look for. You look for the traits. And if Mark Davis knows what he's looking for, which probably he doesn't, or he believes people, he wants to believe people, if... Antonio Pierce has the traits that you're looking for. He exhibits the traits that you want, you're looking for. He should be one of the top hires because you've seen him with this group right here do it at a high level. Yeah. And um, I understand uh, having pre- previous success. I understand that having a track record is important. But nobody goes into a situation brand new with a track record. Okay? Like – yeah, everyone had to start from ground zero and, and work up from there. It just so happens that, you know, he got a head coaching job. Uh, it skipped college altogether. And let's just be honest. Long Beach Poly's, you know, as close to college as you can get in high school. All right. It's like coaching a D3. They have like the most, they have like the most pro players in the NFL come from Long Beach. And college. it's a wild team to coach. Like if you can wrangle up those. That that insane clown posse, you've, Bro. You've, you've got you've earned your stripes, dude. Like, there's some great programs in Southern California, but you're looking at like Servite, Modern Day, Bosco, Bosco. Then like, um, uh, what's that Southern Orange County team? Why am I blanking? Not Santa Margarita, not not a Catholic school. Um, Mission Viejo, Mission Viejo, right? Like you get these like really, but these are all like 
all the quarterbacks are going to like the $5,000 a month quarterback school that their parents are putting. You know what I mean? Like these are like, these are like Long Beach Poly is the hood. It's like the hood go to Poly and you need to be able to wrangle those guys up as opposed to these like kind of button up, button up dudes. Tough team to coach. Look, man, that, that's, that's around there. It's like, I grew up around there. Like I, I, I'm not scared to go into neighborhoods. There's a place, there's a taco truck that's right across the street from Long Beach Poly, and I don't eat there. I get I get my food and I dip. I'm not I'm, I'm not sticking around. And whether it's light, whether it's dark, it doesn't matter. I'm not sticking around there. And it's 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 a rough spot. It's a rough place. And um, yeah, you're right. It, to, to be able to to wrangle that team together, it takes some leadership. And you're looking at okay, what what traits are you looking for in a head coach? Right, leader. Okay, he's exhibited that. He's able to bring a locker room together. He's able to make to have them follow him in his his mission, his vision. Able to do that. Does he know the game? Yeah, he was a high a high level player in the NFL. His ex coaches, his ex teammates are all saying what a high football IQ he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Herm Edwards said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, then we have. Um, is he able to uh, identify talent? Well, he said, get Jack Jones in here. He, him and Champ Kelly were like, all right, get this dude. We need this guy. Comes in here and he becomes our best DB. Um, he knows um, how to delegate tasks. He unlocked PG. Hey, man, whether it was, here's what I want you to do or what I think is more, I think we both think it's more likely that PG said, hey, this is what I want to do with the defense, and and AP was like, yeah, go ahead and do it. Yeah, let PG yeah. off-leash. Yeah, PG off-leash, go ahead and do it. You're, it's yeah. your defense. You know, like empowering people, putting them in positions to succeed. That's what high-level CEOs do. Their their businesses are always running well because no matter who leaves, he he puts the right people in the positions of, of authority, of mm-hmm. control. He's shown that he can do that. And he was given a quarterback that was not giving a lot of attention to that. Uh, and, and the quarterback performed pretty well. So I don't, I don't know what else, I don't know what more Mark Davis has to see other than let me just throw a random flyer out there for the big fish for Harbaugh. Cause I don't know if I'm Mark Davis, I'm not going to let Harbaugh hum and haw me for a while. Because the least amount, the, the the more time it takes you to hire a front office and a head coach, the least the least amount of time, the, the less time they have to um, scout your own team, scout yeah. other players, scout you know scout the the, the people coming into the draft, scout free agents. Like it's you want to get that those people in there. As, well, as well, it's a balance between you want to make sure you do your due diligence. You don't want to just like close your eyes and pick your head coach, right? You want you want the balance between you need to do your due diligence, do your interviews, do your background checks, like do your research and move quickly. Luckily, we're in that window where that doesn't matter. You can't even do in-person interviews till the 21st anyway. So it's not like he needs to hire tomorrow, mm-hmm. but shouldn't be lollygagging. Like he should be... Like this process, like Mark Davis should have his crew together on the phone doing Zoom interviews. Um, like that process should be going. Yeah, uh, Mark Davis and, and and I hit up Harbaugh like next week or whatever. He's like, oh, I just want to take some time with my family and relax. But, All right, cool, thanks. AP, let's do it. If he's gonna slow play this 
and so you have a chance of not getting but but you're comfortable with AP. I would just take AP, man. Roll with well, him. you know, you know, Harbaugh's agent isn't right. So you know, Harbaugh's agent is wanting to go where the biggest money is. He hired an NFL agent in Yee, who's you know got was Tom Brady's agent and whole nine yards. And Tom Brady's obviously got these ties to the Raiders and may own a small minority stake in them. Blah 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 blah. Um, I I am not in the, like, again, you can't even do in-person interviews till the 21st. Like this is the thing with the NFL. We talk about all the time. The NFL is brilliant at making this sport a 365 day a year thing. Like they, they they're so stranglehold on that. It is. They're so good at controlling the news cycle. Cause you go into like, once the super bowl's over, like what, why do they pick the 21st? Oh, because it's the conference championships are just about wrapping up. Once the Super Bowl's over, they want to make sure there's still news going on. They don't want coaches being hired during the playoffs because that's taking away easy news cycle stuff. Like the focus should be on the games. And then once the playoff, once the Super Bowl's over, now we want the coaching headlines to begin. Now we then we go into uh, combine conversations, and then we go into the draft, and then we go into you know what I mean. Like that's why They're, like they they don't. It is embedded into the NFL system to push the head coaching stuff back. So they have they have time. Like the rules are literally built so you can't hire your coach yet. So there, there's time. If we get past the Super Bowl and Harbaugh's still slow jerking everybody, another conversation. As of right now, yeah, that's, you more, can do. that's more so what I mean. Like if yeah. if it's if if by the time, because like what what's 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 there after the after the conference championships the next week? Nothing. So yeah, that's when you want to start Black talking about who's going to go where, who's interviewing with who. Yeah, so they're it's, they're brilliant. Yeah. So that, that's what I mean. It's like when when it's time to sit down and talk to somebody, and and Harbaugh's like, well, you know, I really my heart's in Michigan, and I don't, know, I don't know if he's doing all. I mean, not not specifically like that, but you're, he's kind of like being coy about it. Like, look, man, I want somebody that wants this job. I want somebody who wants this job. Yeah, AP. And and PG and and Champ Kelly, they want this job. They want to be here. They want to give their all to the Raiders. Do you want to do that or not? Well, you know, I do, but okay, nice. Thank you. Is it a yes or not a yes? To I me, mean, that, that's what I'm saying if I'm Mark Davis. But also, there's the reason why they want that job is because it's their best and maybe only chance of getting that job in the NFL. Right, so I think there's there's that other part too. Is like not for Champ Kelly, not for uh, uh, Patrick Graham, not for Patrick Graham. No, I mean he can get a DC job a lot of places now. I, I think you, I think you're underplaying Champ Kelly and his and his uh, how people see him in the NFL. Man, I think he can get a job no problem, and and he can get a promotion. He can he can a, get a, a GM G, job, a GM job no problem. I think it's possible. I don't think he's. A, I think he I has a very high likelihood of getting one, more than not. I think he has a, a high probability of getting a GM job somewhere. I think he has a good shot of getting it with the Raiders. I don't think he gets the head GM job this season anywhere else. I could be wrong. Um, and we'll get into that in a little bit too. I do quickly want to get into this Vrabel thing. Like, like Vrabel has entered the chat randomly, according to Albert Breer. Uh, our good buddy, Dan Helly, been on the show hey, hey, hey. yesterday. Um, Vrabel is a top five coach in the NFL. Debatable. Coach of the year two seasons ago. We'll see. If he doesn't end up in New England, I'd love to see him in Washington. That's, you know, hell, he's a commander's fan. But the place I can really see him landing, dot, 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 Las Vegas. 
I never, it never even crossed my mind. Mark Vrabel in Las Vegas. He's just so not the Raider way without having, you know, like a giant legacy, like, like a Belichick or a Harbaugh. Like we're like, okay, maybe you're not what I envisioned, but you've won so much that whatever. Right. Um, I think Vrabel's a fine coach, but it never crossed my mind kicking the tires on Vrabel. There's definitely a strong link. And as much as players love coaches, players, their, their bonds with their, their teammates, especially a teammate who you've won with, are, it's pretty hard to beat that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if Tom Brady's hanging around the team uh, you know, and maybe giving input on decisions, I can see this being some, a very strong possibility. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad very at it. Very strong and, possibility. Of, really? of, of what? Rabel as coach? If if Tom Brady has some say in it, yeah, I can see I can see definitely them making a big play at him. Okay. Yeah. I, I, is he in the, like when Breer was saying, like, oh, they might make a big splash, Harbaugh, Belichick, Vrabel. I feel like there's a giant drop-off. When you go Harbaugh, like, you go Belichick, like the most winningest winner Bro, look. won. You have Harbaugh who wins everywhere. A couple years ago, Tennessee was the number one seed with freaking Ryan Tannehill at their quarterback. He was coach of the year two seasons ago. I get it. Dude, but he's... like, okay, but okay, so he, they're the number one seed two years ago. Compared to seven Super Bowls, Belichick won everywhere in college and pros. Harbaugh, like that's a big drop off. Different again, you're looking at traits. You're looking at uh, attributes that this guy has, uh, and he's younger. Yeah, that's a big part. You know, he's younger. He's probably, probably, and 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 I'm gonna push back a little bit on some people here, but he's probably more adept to handling. The pro players of today. Mm-hmm. If you're a college coach, like you're more of a dictator than anything. So it's it's different than than than, than coaching professional athletes. The the big issue with Vrabel is though the it wasn't that he was a bad coach in Nashville and why he got fired from tennis from the Titans. It was because he was fighting with ownership so much. Like his vision didn't match the GM's vision, and so he was gone. Right. Whereas, like, if you're Harbaugh or Belichick, like, okay, you've earned the right to be your own. G- whether it's a smart, whether it's the right or smart idea or not, Harbaugh and Belichick have earned the right to be able to say, I want to be GM. Whether it's the right or wrong move, they've earned the right to say, I'm going to be in charge and it doesn't sound insane. I think Vrabel, Belichick has lost that right. Well, Vrabel has never earned that right, has done nothing to say, I should be GM, coach, and czar of football for this franchise. And yet he was behaving that way. So that's, I guess, that's. That's an issue for me. It's one thing to have Harbaugh say, I want to be GM. You're like, I don't want that, but I guess you've earned it. Whereas Vrabel, it's like, you haven't earned it, and yet you're demanding it. That's a tough one for me. Yeah, it's not optimal for sure. And I don't I don't know that Mark Davis wants to go down that route, Yeah, which is why another reason why I chose Harbaugh, probably a higher probability going to the Chargers, because he's going to want full control of everything. Uh, and you know, if, when the Spanos give you full control of anything, it's kind of like with a wink and a nod, like, all right, yeah, yeah, full control until I say so, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it, there's a lot left. It's, it's, it's hard to tie yourself down with it. This guy's going here, 
because there's so much, excuse me, there's so much out there. If, if Belichick decides to either get kicked upstairs, right, to be like a like a, a Pete Carroll type thing, right? If he if he decides to do that, or he just decides to part ways, um, Vrabel's there like <laughs> the next day. He's like, all right, I'm gonna move in, and uh, you got to do what you got to do. But you know, I'm gonna get the job. That's why Vrabel's such a wild card for me because I feel like, I feel like, oh God. like Mark Davis is gonna go the big splash, like Harbaugh, maybe even like a Belichick, and then it's like, okay. Didn't work. I'm going with my guy. Whereas Vrabel's kind of neither. Like he's not my guy, but he is younger. He was coach of the year two seasons ago, but doesn't have a massive track record. He's he's neither my guy nor Splash. He's just in the abyss somewhere. You know what I mean? Like his, which doesn't mean it's a bad hire. It just seems very not Mark Davis y. Like AP, you know why he's bleeds Raiders. He's everything Mark Davis wants as Raiders. Harbaugh's the splash one everywhere. Everyone wants Harbaugh. And then Vrabel's like just in his own category. Floating around. I just he's had more success in the NFL recently than the other two coaches. Okay. And look, if he's fighting with with ownership about the personnel moves, you can't argue with the fact that the personnel on the team has been getting worse and worse the last couple of seasons. Yeah. Well, that, um, that was the big thing was like ownership or the general managers in front office wanted to be like, okay, let's trade all, you know, this team's not going to win a Super Bowl. Let's trade our, let's trade Derrick Henry. Let's trade our aging stars. Let's build some capital restart. And Vrabel's like, no, let's do both. Like, let's try to win now with who we got while also building. And it just kind of hasn't worked. Um, so speaking of GM, um, we're talking all this head coach stuff, rightfully so, but we'll probably hire a GM first. I would imagine probably what's going to happen. Either keep the guy. Unless, we got, Harbaugh. unless yeah. Right. It's Harbaugh. It's going to be a, a Gruden situation. He's going to come in and he's going to just get his name only type of GM. Yeah. He'll be, he'll be assistant GM, but you're making GM money. Which I guess mm-hmm. isn't probably all that bad, right? I'm assisting, G- I'm making GM money, but I don't have the same responsibility. It's like you know, sign me up, That's right? When the big bucks start rolling in. Sign me up. Uh, a bunch of um, interviews have been lined up for the Raiders on the GM train. Um, a whole bunch of them. The Raiders requested permission to interview 49ers assistant GM Adam Peters for GM where the commanders have done that as well. The Raiders requested an interview with Colts assistant GM Ed Dodds for GM position, per source. Former Chargers GM Tom Telesco, who presided one of the most talented rosters for about a decade, will interview for the vacant Raiders GM job as well. And then to kind of throw a little uh, mix in there, the Panthers have requested to interview Raiders GM Champ Kelly for their vacant GM job, sources say. So three guys brought in Peters, Dodds, Telesco, and also the, um, the bills director of player personnel, Terrence gray was requested the uh, Raiders interviewed, uh, requested, uh, requested to interview him. So basically those five guys are who we're looking at here. Um, and again, interviews, it could be just kicking the tires. It could be extremely interested again. Like, you know, champ Kelly get an interview. It's I, I'm, I still think he's 
pro I, th- I still think his only GM job he has a real shot at getting his Raiders. Could be wrong. Um, I think you know these guys interview half a dozen people, and again, we're a week into this, half a week into it. But I like the guys we're t- we're talking to. I like Telesco the most. Chargers roster, you know, for as bad as the Chargers flounder, the roster's been always tits. Like it's never been an issue yeah, for a long time too. Having players has never been a Chargers problem. They've, yeah. they've always had dudes that could play. So what we're looking at here, well, look, what we're, what we're looking at is people who have come from situations that have been successful. Yeah. As far as roster building goes, all these places have built nice rosters and for extended periods of time, all these, all these situations, you bring them in because they have the pedigree. Once you sit them down, you talk to them and see if they have those traits that you're looking for. See if they're going to be agreeable. See if they're going to be able to get along with others. See if they're going to be able to be a good fit in your organization. And then you maybe compare what they're saying to what you've seen from Chap Kelly. And I don't have a problem with them bringing a bunch of people in and and then hearing what they have to say and through your situations and what would you do and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And then you compare it to what you've actually seen Champ Kelly do in, in the job. And then don't, what don't, says. don't underestimate that second part that you said, where I, I, if you're so many owners and presidents, they'll interview dudes where maybe they, they don't want, they, they don't think there'll be any chance they hire them, but they want to pick their brain. Oh yeah. Like, oh, what, what do you think about this? Like, how would you build this roster? What are your strength? What's your philosophy about scouting players? You know, like that's cause you're getting, you're getting free consultations at that point. You know what I mean? Like imagine being able to like whatever field you're in, right? Let's say you sell insurance or you're a carpenter or like, you know, you own a carpentry business and you get to have six of the world's best carpenters, like fly to you and try to sell themselves to work for your company. You're not going to pick those brains. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like a big, big part you're of an it. architect and you bring in all the best carpenters. Yeah. You're going to pick their brains on things. And You get to you get to kind of get a, a a deeper picture of what you actually are as a team. Because now, like other teams that scout you, now they get to tell you what they think about your team and what they would do. So you get you know a more well rounded picture of what maybe a little bit deeper picture of what what uh, what you actually have as opposed to what you thought you had in the past. Uh, in Raider news, John Gruden was in court today, looking dapper. Seems like there's always a Raider in court every month or so, but, um, uh, but things are going well for Gruden. Um, so this was the NFL filing an appeal. This is the Nevada Supreme court. So John Gruden won the inju- uh, injunction ruling, whatever it was, won the one, the ability to have this not go to arbitration, but go to have it be a legal issue, right? Cause the NFL always wants it in its arbitration. Cause that's their kangaroo court. They control it. Nothing happens in arbitration when the NFL runs it. So, John Gruden's like, no, you're not going to be judge, jury, and executioner for this. We're going to have an actual judge in the state of Nevada handle this for us. Jury and executioner. He won that. And so now it's the NFL saying, we don't want you to do that. That was done Wednesday on the 10th. He filed two years and two months ago. It's already been 26 months. And I know, like, I know this. Legal proceedings take forever. Like if you ask, hey, RJ, do legal proceedings take forever? I'm like, yes, they do. 
But until you like feel it and you're like, okay, they haven't even gone to court yet. This is them appealing them. Can we go to court? And it's been 26 months, November of 2021. It's going to be a long time, but we're getting really close because the first stage is discovery. That's the first stage is discovery. That's the very first stage. That's the very first stage. Okay, let me see what you got. And it might be the last. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as long as last we get for a lot there. of these guys. It might be the last. As long as we get there. Uh, also in Raider news, we know our home and away schedule. We don't know the like the actual schedule will come out in several months, but we do know who we're playing and if we're home or away. Uh, because we're AFC and it rotates, eight home games, nine away games. Although, because we're the Raiders, our real only home game is when we play the Chargers. We have two home games and 15 away games, unless we're winning. Uh, home games, obviously the AFC West, Broncos, Chiefs, Chargers. Uh, Cleveland Browns, Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers, Pittsburgh Steelers, Jacksonville Jaguars. Away games, obviously three AFC West teams, Cincinnati Bengals, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Baltimore Ravens, New Orleans Saints, Miami Dolphins, Los Angeles Rams. So two LA away games, which is nice. Uh, playing the NFC uh, South, which is awesome because they're terrible. And also playing the AFC North, which is tough. That's yeah, tough the game. best the best AFC division and the worst and The NFC worst division. NFC division. So... Uh, but also we've seen like divisions completely flop around. Like there's a lot of movement, but as of now, we're playing the best and the worst two divisions. Um, and in this part of the schedule, we look at like, because the Raiders play in a dome, warm weather, it's like, where's the cold weather? We have a pretty nice away setup. Um, the only cold weather games we can really play are Baltimore Ravens and Cincinnati Bengals. Obviously Chiefs. Chiefs do. But- and Broncos. Yeah, right. Other than, you know, other than the guys we always play, right? Broncos and Chiefs. Hopefully, we get uh, Broncos, Chiefs, Bengals, Ravens early in the season. But away games at the Bucks, Did right? Good that weather. weather. That, that Ravens game that was nasty, man. It was like just above like freezing level, so it was still just really cold rain, and it was pouring. That was a nasty weather game. The Chiefs game this weekend. It has, the, it has the potential to be the coldest NFL game ever played. It's, yeah, it's, it's at right. zero. It's, it's, it's projected to be zero right now. What's the coldest NFL game ever played? With winch, I think it was minus 15 or minus 16, something like that. It was the Ice Bowl. The 1967 was, uh, Ice Bowl minus 13. Yeah. That's nuts. Guys were running routes with their hands on their dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, I, I freaking left for work on Monday. It was like 39 degrees Monday morning. I, I had like five steps out. I was like, nope. Put on I, had, I, had, I put on another one of these. I had frost one. on my windshield Monday morning. Again, in Long Beach, California. We're not used to, I had to Google what frost was. I had it on my windshield. I was like, like you, you turn on the, the wipers and it's just. Again, turn on the defogger just to like get it. And it was chunks like. I know you people are listening in like, you know, Cleveland or something and it's two degrees and there's 12 feet of snow, but Long Beach, that's end of days. That's the sign of end of days. Yeah. When you get into the thirties, you're like, what is going on here? Why are we are doing we? this? Why am I paying, you know, 10 grand in property taxes to live in Southern California to have frost on my windshield? This okay. is bullshit. Ready to do some water windbags? Yes, sir. Let's do it. 
Thomas Reynolds, 3590. Thank you so much for being a subscriber. We appreciate you. If we get a haul and not so much in dead cap, I'm okay with trading Devontae Adams. How about um, one of the two? Because you're gonna I get think, you can get a haul, but you're gonna get dead cap too. So you're gonna get both. Yeah, like you got like we're gonna get hit with the dead with a brutal. Just, you cap. can't avoid that. It's done. It's a done deal. The checks have already been signed. It's just whether it's gonna be delivered or not. And so that that has to be addressed in the hall because there's there's like the value of a wide receiver there's the value of Devontae adams like oh he's a first and a second but can he, can like, he redo his contract to spread it out a little bit like or do you want to just eat it all at once who knows tanner jack ninety five twenty. they won't take patrick graham they just have to do the rooney rule i did a whole video on um patrick graham getting interviewed by or the Chargers requesting to interview Patrick Graham to be their defensive coordinator, which Raiders said no, rightfully so. Um, but I think the Rooney Rule part plays a factor here. I think that, that I think that does need to be a thought of when we're thinking like, oh, Antonio Pierce, there's getting requests to be interviewed as head coach. It's like, okay, all of our higher ups are black, right? So it's like the that Rooney Rule thing with us is kind of. A part of it because so many you know it's it the Rooney rule blows because you're forcing so many dudes to just be like i know they're not going to hire me but they have they have to talk to two of us so here i am it's got to be that's it's just so depressing to me like because there's no teeth to it right all you have to do is be like i interviewed these two guys can we move on now but it sucks it, it but it sucks. is nice when it's inverted, when we can say like, okay, Patrick Graham, they're just, it's a Rooney rule thing. We're still keeping them. Like, this is the rare instance where I was like, okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad it's like, it's a kangaroo court here. I'm glad it's like make believe. Cause then no one's actually trying to take our beloved defensive coordinator. So Hondo Carpenter got like super pissed off on Twitter or on X, whatever the hell you want to call it. And he says, disrespectful to say that of his company. No, no, we know what a good coach Patrick Graham is. And we also know what a sham the Rooney rule is. So we know that the chances are this is just kind of like checking boxes. Yeah. You know? And, and because we love him so much, we're glad that this is a sham box checker because we don't want, we want him to be our little secret. We, we want, he's not a secret, dude. I'm telling you, he's not a secret. When I, when I was reading and, I, and listening to a lot of things, uh, like I said about him coaching the senior bowl last year, a lot of people were had eyes on him then, and then for him to do what he did with this defense, he's just kind of popped them up. I mean, a lot of people are, are looking again, looking at the names, and then these guys have the name and this and that. But every year, a couple of these guys get a get a, a chance. Uh, and uh, I hope hope we get another year or so out of him. That's the thing is, if he keeps doing this, he's going to be a head coach. Oh, for this sure. Time next, next, this time next year. It'll be like, yeah. well, I, I'm, I'm pretty yes, sure we're going to be able playing, to have, so. I'm pretty sure we're going to be able to keep him for another season. Wonderful. Beautiful. If he keeps doing this, he's he gone. He's too good. And that's the other part. When we keep talking about like, oh, we want Antonio Pierce. Everyone seems like, yeah, I want, I really, really, really want AP and we need to keep PG too. It's like, how much do you love Antonio Pierce as the head coach? When, if he loses a defensive coordinator, you don't want him anymore. That's something to think about because like Patrick Graham will be gone. 
he keeps doing what he's doing, yeah. If he keeps this up, if he keeps coordinating at the high level that he is, he's gone, guys. He's gone. He so, gone. So you can't say, oh, Antonio Pierce is the man. Just hire the guy. Just hire him already. He's the dude. He'll keep PG and we'll be fine. It's like, no, PG's going to be gone. And AP is going to be here without a defensive coordinator. Think about that. And again, I'm not making a case against Antonio Pierce, but that is part of the equation. You can't just say, oh yeah, AP and PG are connected at the hip. They're not. PG is, if he keeps doing this, he will be a head coach in 380 days, like after next season. And we're top 10 in scoring defense again with one superstar and like, you know, half a dozen good players. 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 We got some players, but one superstar and our defense is this good. PG is going to rightfully get the credit for that and he's going to be gone. So think about that. When you say like AP's the man, he's the guy, let's get him. He'll keep PG. It's like for one season. Yeah. But that's, that's part of it, man. How much of a, how much of a great head coach is he where if he loses his DC, you're over it. Lewis. Corral, 3342. I think RJ needs some whiskey. I'm uh, 10 days into dry January. I I went grocery shopping yesterday, and it's so weird going to the grocery store and not buying booze. It's like, oh, groceries, it's like $47. I'm like, wow, normally it's 94 It's like, yeah, because you bought... What do you mean you don't need to see my ID? Hey, right? Why? <laughs> wow, you guys... Did I grow the beer out out? Am I looking older? Is that why? Oh, wait, I'm just buying hot dogs and <laughs> mustard. <laughs> I actually bought, uh, have you been, have you ever drank those Celsius's? Uh, I've oh, seen Celsius. them. But I've never had one. I've seen them advertised everywhere. It just felt so weird. Not like going to a grocery store and not paying 20 bucks for a 12 pack of something. I bought a 12 pack of Celsius just to just like How are they? feel right. Uh, not bad. They do. So they're like, it's like an energy drink, but it's not caffeinated. It's supposed to like boost your, it's supposed to be like a weight loss, but enjoyable fit. And I don't even know what it is. Um, weight loss. I don't. It's supposed to like burn weight, but give you energy. I didn't really read it. It looked like white claws. So I was like, okay, this is close enough. I'm going to drink you. Maybe, maybe if I tell my mind they're white claws. <laughs> so right, there's, this, there's this sower yeah. at my work, right? And uh, she's this older Vietnamese lady. I don't know where. I think I've talked about her before. She brings me like random booze, mm-hmm. like just random, you know. What an like, angel! Mi- mi- mismatched like like twelve packs of like different kinds of beer. I'm like, where is she getting it from? She brought me these. I've never seen these drinks before. They're I think they're called Monaco, like the city or the mm-hmm. country. Monaco. And, and they're like a, a they're a tequila drink, but it's like watermelon flavored tequila drink, and it's carbonated. It's called Monaco, and I'm like, where are you getting this stuff? I've never seen this before. And she just gave me like a, a you know a twelve pack of it, and she's like, here, you'd like to drink? I'm like, I guess, <laughs> you know. She's trying to get you all fucked up so she can leave work early. Uh, I let them go whenever they want. <laughs> I don't care. Our, uh, our uh, a buddy of our a buddy of mine, uh, Beansy. I think you've met him. I work with him at you. Used to work with him at Fox Sports. Now I work with him at UFC. And I had a party years ago. I think it was the Halloween party. You were there, yeah. and he brought like the most hilarious grab bag thing of booze. And so, like you know, like oh, people come and they'll bring a thirty pack or a bottle of whiskey or a bottle of wine. It's like oh, here you go. He came 
and his cooler was a oh, diaper yes. a diaper box with ice that was his cooler and it was the most grab bag assortment of booze ever but it was whatever great. he had in his fridge it was literally like whatever because he has a giant bar in his garage and it was literally whatever bottles were kind of already open and whatever remnant beers weren't in the boxes he just grabbed those put it into a box of huggies filled it with ice and brought it over there were three bottles of margarita mix every one of those bottles were full between a third full and like a sixth full there was like two bud lights a Coors light three Coronas. Yeah. That was weird. Two like Schlitzes. <laughs> and then there was, there was a, an open bottle of white wine with the, the cork, you know, cork taken out cork, put that in back in half a bottle of that, but it was great. It was kind of like, there's something for everybody. And there was just a, everyone was like, Ooh, look at that. It's like, Oh, I'll drink, you know, I'll take that. I'll drink that. And doesn't have to worry about leaving his cooler. Cause it was just a diaper box full of ice. And he didn't have to like go shopping, go to the liquor store, just grabbing whatever was there. And as like a function, like I'm not, I'm a, I'm not like a, uh, the thought that matters guy. I'm a practical guy. That was the most. And I appreciate how practical of a booze bringer he was. And he was only there like 30 minutes. So like the amount of booze you bring to how long you're there ratio. He's, he's wanting to get rid of those bottles, man. He's like, wanting oh. to get rid of the bottles and it's at a party. So who's people are going to drink it, right? Like all those yeah. bottles got open that were there. Is that, is that the year when it's Kurt Cobain? When was Kurt Cobain? Oh, the uh, no, that wasn't the um, drunk history Halloween party. That was another. Oh, that was a good party. That was the, that was the wife's idea. That was brilliant. And it was right when drunk history was like season two when it was killing it and yeah, everyone was super into it. My ex was Winston Churchill. My ex wife went as uh, Courtney Love, and I went as a. Uh, um, we gotta find that picture. They're around. Yeah, They're floating around. Uh, and I was, I was, uh, I was uh, Kurt Cobain, and my uh, I reenacted the. Uh, the uh, famous uh, uh, Guns N' Roses, Axl Rose, like incident at the MTV Movie uh, Music Awards. Mm -hmm. That was pretty good. I was so drunk. I was just giving like Winston Churchill's entire biography that people just started like clapping me off. They're like, shut up, RJ. They just started like clapping, just like slow clapping. Great job, RJ. Okay, you're off. Like, oh, okay. Smoking my giant Winston Churchill cigar, barely able to walk. How sick did you get smoking that thing? Uh, I get sick every time I smoke a real cigar. Because every time I'm like, <laughs> you feel, oh, do you, you want to smoke it? You're smoking like a cigar. Like, I want to have like a cigarette. Like, you can't smoke it like that, dude. I don't inhale. I, I taste. The problem is I, I don't. I smoke a cigar once or twice a year. And every time I'm just like, oh, give me bold. Give me a big one. I should be smoking like a, a lighter or milder one. I should be drinking a, smoking a normal size a cigar. A little torpedo one. Uh, a little torpedo. But instead, I'm just like, give me the Winston Churchill. And I want it bold. Oh and God! Your freaking tongue the like next day way. just feels like it's like this fat and just dried Hawking out. Hawking loogies up and tastes like a cat's ass. But you feel so cool doing it. it feels oh, so yeah, cool. for sure. All right, that's it for us. Um, yeah, no, uh, no post game shows. Season's over. If uh, if crazy things happen after the playoffs this weekend, we might do something live just to kind of give you guys. It's no longer necessary. It's when it's it's when necessary. If that makes sense. So um, you bet your ass when we hire a head coach, we'll go live. GM will go live. Big trades, whatever, will be there. Otherwise, um, we'll just crank stuff out as we go along. And until then, knock on wood if you're with me.